All right, you guys ready? <clears throat> yep. Let me get my voice back again. There you go. Got to get that out before. You're disgusting. Oh my God, <laughs> me choking my water. Disgusting <laughs> for you. It's just <laughs> cutest little burp. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, we got some people in the chat room, so here we go. Let's. Yay! Dumpster fire, and uh, three. <clears throat> Just kidding. All right. Beginning in three, two, one. That's awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we are finally going to, uh, I guess, have the 2020 inaugural birthday clash. Sergio, thanks for the better idea. Um, if you guys haven't, uh, well, first of all, I'm joined by Jenny and Justin. Guys, how you doing? Pretty good. Hello. And um, just to kind of briefly go into this, um, if you haven't heard the last two mini minisodes, uh, Justin, this was your idea. Um, you kind of want to give us what your thought process is real quick? Well, it was my birthday in July, and uh, I don't really go on Facebook that often except for dodgeball-related content, and I started noticing all I started looking at all these other dodgeball players that actually were having their birthday in July. And I was wondering who had the best birthday month. So I started uh, stalking everybody and putting them into a Google doc and figuring out which month I thought was the best month if we played an actual tournament. And that's sort of a, the birth of the idea. Yeah. And some of these came out pretty, pretty crazy as we'll, you know, we'll discuss as best we can. And for those that are wondering how we came up with the teams, it was partially uh, Facebook stalking, Thanks a lot in part to both you, Justin and Jenny, and then some random generators to kind of make it as even as possible. Um, we did remove some people like that haven't been playing for a while, or unfortunately, if we just didn't know who you were between the three of us, um, you removed them that way. And then there's some people that when I posted on the dodgeball family for birthdays, uh, we tried to grab as many people as possible, but we ended up having like teams of 30. So this definitely is not going to be perfect, but you know, it's all in fun for the most part. Um, when we do this next year or next time, um, definitely really curious to see like how people think we could do it better. So, but the idea is, you know, give us something to talk about. Um, we're not doing freaking dodgeball recaps anymore. So this is as close as we can get it. And, um, yeah, we'll do makeup. We'll do made up tournaments and we re we'll recap those. Yeah. I mean, it's like these in theory tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love how like, so you got like Kyle Roth doing like, number brackets now like we've gone through so many different brackets now like he's just we're gonna do shapes Almost next too many yeah it's like <laughs> he's just... really hit the bottom of the barrel when he's <laughs> doing brackets with which number do you like better yeah, yeah. so uh real which quick color is best which color is best <laughs> so speaking of moving towards you know the future um so we are streaming live um on twitch and we were joined um by Von Kelly, and I'm just going to read some of the comments as we go, as they're relevant. But uh, Von says, listen with headphones, and Steve is in one ear, and Jenny and Justin are in the other ear. Nice. Um, cool. I'm not sure how that works out, but uh, I guess that sounds oh, good. Like totally one. did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one ear is better than the other. Uh, mine. <laughs> it's obviously our ear, Justin. We're mm. the better one. You know what? Let's have a bracket contest of that then. <laughs> Uh, Markel Stokes has said many times already, January all the way, so we'll see. And then uh, Bizzle is just dropping to say hello and repping September. So welcome, guys. And as I said, you know, if you feel the need to comment as we're you know discussing how we think this would go, feel free to do so. And um, 
I guess without further ado, um, I will say I almost kind of feel Tyler's pain. So Tyler Greer, if you're listening, man, with all your freaking dodgeball um, articles on you know top thirty, top ten, this, this, and that, uh, man, this was this was kind of nerve wracking. Just to kind of you know, we're putting hypothetical teams against each other, and so far the positive, the the positive, the the feedback has been pretty positive. People have seemed pretty engaged in this. So I'm really surprised. But at the same time, I was like kind of sweating bulls as soon as I hit post, uh, once we came up with the brackets and the team names. But um, I do want to just mention some of the comments before we, we go into the men's. Um, <clears throat> speaking of chaos, so earlier J- Jeremy had said uh, the amount of chaos this birthday bracket is going to bring is, is going to be insane, and I, I kind of agree. And then um, Anthony Carmona, he said that this needs to be an actual tournament. I, I would love to see that happen somehow. Um, I tagged Dave Benedetto because I know he's got access to running tournaments, and I think that he would somehow make this come close to happening. And um, that's also one of the things, too. Like, one of the things I noticed in the threads with people who were saying, oh, man, I wish I could play on this team, or this would be amazing. Um, and I agree, and who knows, maybe maybe someday. What I thought was hilarious, and you pointed this out, Jenny, was uh, Matt Giovinco's comment, where, um, or was it you, Justin? Basically, he said, I love how Alfred is rocking just the first name. Yeah. The Alfred. It's <laughs> the only that. Alfred in Dodgeball. Just, just straight up Alfred. Um, and then for, for <laughs> Callie, she, uh, Kelly's album, she said, did you creepily go through and find our birth months? I don't remember posting anything. Maybe she did with, uh, with some wine, but um, Jenny, I think you just grabbed as many people as possible, right? Yeah. Well, it wasn't that I was going on everyone's individual Facebook page. It was more so that when I you look on the birthdays, I scrolled down and I was like, oh, everyone's birthday is listed here. And I was like, oh, easy. <laughs> yeah. So last talking. <laughs> and and I, I wanted to mention like some snubs, um, at least that were that were mentioned. So Wesley, um, he he had he had wondered what was going on and Part of it was if you, we didn't know your birthday, then unfortunately we just couldn't couldn't keep you on here. So that's our bad, Wesley Peters. But um, I think what we can do is kind of dive in. Um, do you guys want to cover the survey results first, or see where we got, and then go back to the surveys? How do you want to do this? I think we should start going through the months and just and then use the like going through the bracket, yeah, and then compare with what's what's kind of gone on with the bracket. Yeah, I we agree. could do like a little bit of some of the. Um, kind of takeaways from what we saw in the surveys okay. that don't necessarily relate to schools in the bracket. All right. So I've got like 30 windows opened up. Justin, you <laughs> showed us your battle station. Um, <laughs> Markel actually raises a great point. Um, he asked what ball type is this going to be? And we're just more thinking just the, the skill level, right? Yeah. yeah so. I think it, it's more overall because you could argue, oh, this team would win if it was this ball type, but if they're going to win in 8.5 of foam or even cloth over the snow sting team, then it's like, well, obviously you're going to pick the other one. Right. So hopefully that kind of answers that question, which was a great question. And it's funny when Tina first mentioned it, I was like, oh, whoops. But it's just the best overall team that we think would win the most events. Whether it was like rocks or bottles or whatever, anything, yeah, anything, any, any projectile. Throwing anything. Throwing anything. <clears throat> okay, so I guess we'll we'll go ahead and begin. So again, this is single elimination. So we're looking at our first matchup, which is November and January. So what is it single thinking? elimination or is it best of seven in each room? Let's do uh well best Are they of seven. Playing best of seven? Let's do best let's of seven. Imagine that they're playing best of seven, but it's a single elimination bracket. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Because stamina is gonna play a huge role, I imagine. So First up is November and January. What are you guys thinking? 
Well, well, should we kind of go through who's on what team? I guess that's fair. I guess I can assume that everybody read this. But um, <laughs> so for the lineup for November, we have Dylan Nix Cruz, Ryan Morris, Emilio Mosqueda, Spencer Lopez, Jarrell McNeil, Scott Koo, Tyler Underwood, Tony Stumpo. They win already. Um, Sean W. Anthony and Dylan Greer. So that's the November lineup. Uh, for January, we have Justin Payan, Connor Liu, Jeff Giovinco, Drew Gio, Matt Gio. I'm an idiot. I was like, wow, they got all three twins. Of course they did, Steve. <laughs> they're not all twins. They're not all <laughs> two twins and a third brother. Yeah. It just I happens was... to be they're all in January. Okay, I'm a partial idiot. Um, it just happens to be that their parents all got jiggy around March. Yeah, exactly. March, April. March was their month. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, continuing, Patrick O'Donnell, Frankie Giannetto, Jacob Massa, Aaron Felton, and Sean Higby. Um, all the Geos, think, including the Giannetto. That's that's hilarious. So I think that's the thing that stands out the most for January is like definitely chemistry. They have the best chemistry right off the bat out of all the, all the months just because of the factor that those four players play together all the time. So you just have to work in two other players into that lineup to basically – have chemistry. So I think that gives them a huge advantage over November. I mean, you've also got Connor, who's a superstar. And then you and have Justin Pyan. And Justin Pyan, who is, I mean, been the national player of the year multiple times. Yeah. And not to mention, he also got what, um, ranked number one, like 2018, speaking of uh, Tyler Greer. So mm -hmm. you give Justin that much chemistry and those weapons. Um, man. I also Especially think they with, oh, you go, go first, ahead. Justin. I also think they fit together really well. I mean, if you think about it, you have the the two Drio twins who both both play a corner, Connor and Justin who don't play corner. You know, Justin plays wing, Connor plays middle, Jeff who plays middle or wing, and then Frankie who can play a wing or a middle. So they don't, you know, like as a team, they sort of fit together pretty well. And Patrick O'Donnell, I don't think plays. I think he plays in the middle as well. So. It, it just gives them a nice balance in terms of the team. Patrick's the one, uh, he's played on Ascension. So he yeah. did the UDC before and then yeah. Ascension in the South. And Ascension was ranked second in the South region. And I think this year there actually was meant to be coming out to the East Coast for the 2020 season, weren't they? Yeah. So one then, thing I was going to say about uh, Justin Payan is that also, so when you're talking about the four players that have chemistry, if you... Think about Justin Pyre, he's just such a clutch player. So it's you could pretty much slot him in anywhere and he'll yeah. he's such a role player too. So if you're like you need to be doing this, he'll slot in that role and be able to fulfill it. And Pyan and the two Geo twins have also played on the world teams together as well. So they also know each other in terms of style as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in regards to the other players, so Jacob Massa is a really uh, upcoming player coming out in New York City. Um, I know he plays on Arkham. He's primarily known for being a catcher role, but he was really impressive over this last season. And he's a Frankie type. Yeah. So if Frankie's out for Jacobson. <laughs> so I think, um, make sure you guys can see my screen real quick. Um, I, um, I saw... So Sergio is saying um, Patrick plays middle and play calls a lot. So, I mean, you take out one of the play callers, you got Patrick in there. Um, I'm mm -hmm. hearing a lot of, just a lot of um, backing up for January. Anybody have yeah. any? I feel like they have a lot of interchangeable roles, you mm -hmm. know, between Hyen, 
Matt and Patrick all do calls for their teams. So you have three players that could, could be leader roles on the court. You have corners in Hyen, Jeff, Drew, and Matt. So you have people that can slot into different spots. Yeah. I just think it's, it's a really versatile team. So what about Aaron and Sean Higby? So, so you want to speak about versatile? Um, Higby is terrible, garbage player, the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So Higby's from 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 Cactus. He he's up and coming. He's actually pretty good by himself. Um, he does need to work on the teamwork aspect, which I think he's getting better as he starts to, you know, get beyond Phoenix. One v one though, he's he's got he's he's decent. I mean, when I say decent, I mean he's actually he's good. Um, he might be a liability, but then when you have all the geos, the Gianettos, and you got Pyan coaching you, like he will rope Higby in line. So it's uh, it's kind of hard to I don't want to dismiss it, but I'm I'm all for January. Just already thinking about this. So <laughs> okay, yeah, so, I, mean, I think we should talk about November. Yeah. So actually, one thing I like between the both of these teams is that this is actually primarily like East Coast, and it mixes in with a bit of um north in there too so it's kind of cool not just to be because you know a lot of the teams seem to be predominantly uh west coast players so it's kind of cool seeing this matchup yeah yeah it's only well it's like five west coast players between Mm -hmm. the two teams mostly east coast it's interesting and helpful that you guys are here for that too so hopefully we can kind of speak to everybody's strengths a little bit more in depth than, than than i ever could so so in terms of November, I'm not – I feel like you'd have to have Dylan and Ryan on the corners. Ryan is a natural corner. Dylan doesn't normally play corner, so I feel like you're at a disadvantage in that team. Spencer and Jarrell both play middle, so you have two arms in that sense. Um, Amelia sort of plays back line, I think, and so does Scott. And Tony, I guess, sort of plays back line as well. Yeah, I think they primarily play more of a defensive role. So I feel like that's one of the big things that November is missing is they're just not they're missing those sort of two or three interchangeable corners, um, and just seems like they would struggle a little bit more in terms of uh, formation. I think they do. that out of the two, like all obviously November has a bunch of great players on their team, but if you look at probably play styles, is that you? Th- I think January would have more cohesion. Just yeah, because they all have different play styles mm-hmm. in comparison to the November team. And again, going back to the fact that January, those four players have played together so much. They've played with Pine a lot. I just think coming out of the shoot first matchup, I just feel like that chemistry will, will take them past November in this first matchup. Yeah, I think so. Maybe if they if we had a round <clears throat> robin in play, November yeah. would come together more. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And then, you know, Markel and Bo Sergio are talking about like the versatility that they offer. So I think it's it's pretty fair to say that January is going to take this one. So we'll move uh, we'll move January up and we'll move down to who we got next? December and October. December and October. So let me scroll over so you guys. Uh, so, <clears throat> hmm. So for lineup. December is Kim Wynn, Xander Simos, Ryan Haley, Tyler Alcantara, uh, Devin McManus, Kyle uh, Tomasov, Tim Wells, Cameron Parkey, David Benedetto, Tori, and Thompson. So 
good sounding team already. Uh, mm-hmm. Versus October, which is Sean Anderson, Ellen Aravello, Casey Moses, Colin O'Brien, Nate Crater, Rob Hometown, Brian Baker, Kyle Roth, Eli Moreno II. I don't know. We, we all know him as Eli and Isaac um, Ross. So I would love to see Rob play with anybody from Elite. So I'm, I'd I was love excited. To see Rob just playing Elite. Yeah. Or, or USA Dodgeball or Premier as it is. Um, He's, he's already such a talented player, and I feel like he, if he gets that more experience of the competitive, it's like, oh, just going back from how good he was before could just still be that good now. Well, we we just don't ever get to see it. Like I, yeah. I, I the last time I saw Rob in a, in a tournament was 2014 NDL. Uh, yeah, 2013 NDL, and um, that's seven years ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. But that was before Elite took off. That was before you know dodgeball as we know it today was a thing. So, mm-hmm. but and I wonder if he would if he'd contribute because you have one thing I know about October is you have the captainship of of Nate Crater, so you got the leadership there already. I I would venture to say Rob has that potential as well as maybe like a yeah you have two really good leaders. Yeah, exactly. So you got a backup leader or, or alternative leader, however assistant leader, however you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. With um, with December, I don't know. I, I feel like you got like Rylan, Rylan ha- Ryan Haley probably has to take the leadership role on that on that team, or Devin McManus. Maybe Devin. I, I would think. Yeah. I would see. I'd see Ryan as like an anchor. Like he's one that's going to be catching people in left and right because that guy's mm-hmm. his hands have been there last year. I'd see Tyler Alcantara uh, just being just a deadly cannon in the middle, and then. Yeah, that's something to definitely note about December is that they are an arm-heavy team. Because you've got Kim, Xander, Ryan, Tyler, Tim, well, everyone. <laughs> so you've already got your starting, you already got your starting players that are like grunted out of the six, you're still gonna have primarily arms. You probably have Kim and Xander on the corners with Tyler and Devin playing middle. I think Ryan out. would play middle, but then middle, yeah, slide middle. out. So if we it's think, team. if we if we're assuming December has the arms or the firepower, October has what the leadership and the cohesion. You think? I mean, yeah, October I definitely so. has arm talent as well. I mean, Colin O'Brien yes, has got a great arm. Nate Crowder's got an amazing arm. Sean Anderson's probably got what one of the top five arms in the country. Yeah, that's a good. Mm-hmm. Alan's, Alan, a really good Alan's a really yeah, good player. Yeah, he's on uh, thieves, right? Thieves. Yeah. Yep. And I swear, know, all I just, of them are like baseball players. I just, <laughs> I just noticed. Most uh, of those guys are, are baseball players. Yeah. Casey, Casey Moses might be able to match Ryan for catching. Casey's always been known for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So. Hmm. Super clutch catcher. Hmm. And then you have Brian Baker, who's a player who plays for Clutch, who's like a really good young and upcoming player. And Isaac Moross has been a super good catcher, and Kyle Roth are both also really good catchers. Isaac out of for Boo, she's been like their anchor. Yeah, up north. His nickname is Black Hole, and uh, Kyle Roth makes a lot of catches as well. I wonder what for. And then I haven't really seen Eli play that much, so I can't really also garbage terrible player. Yeah, horrible. (laughs) Now Eli's uh, he's quick. Um, He's 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 coming along. He's so he's from uh, Recon or Reckon, as uh, I don't know how much you follow on the on the West, but um, he's versatile. I, I kind of put him towards like maybe middle left wing. Mm-hmm. But he's got speed and agility with him, and uh, pretty good arm too. Um, 
but you got Cam on December. Cam is is also an up and coming guy. So when I say up and coming, I mean really people talented. that are just slowly starting to make their debut. So I'm not trying to like mm-hmm. sound like dismissive towards towards them. You got Xander. Um, let's see what Sergio is saying. So Sergio saying Kai might gamble a throw and lose ball possession. Um, I don't know. I, I think Ryan would kind of correct that, and then you got Xander Simos, who's a stellar player as well. And we're talking amazing arm talent as well. You know what? Maybe maybe one of the things we should talk to is the the age here. So October seems like it's kind of treading towards like the older, whereas December's got yeah, the between youth. Sean Anderson, Casey Moses, Nate Kreider, and Rob Hometown. Yeah, definitely trending towards the older. So do you think that's? Do you think it's if we're doing you know full round robin single elimination best out of seven? Do you think the kids are going to win? I'm kind of torn. Well, I don't I mean, know about this. This is one. pretty early in the tournament, so you know it's the first round, so they're not exactly tired at this point. Yeah, I go back to I just also go back to how these teams sort of put together. So you have Nate on left corner, which is you know he's arguably the best left corner in all of dodgeball, and then you put Sean Anderson probably in the right corner, who plays right corner for. Rainbows, it's his natural position where he feels comfortable. Casey and Colin play middle, and that's where they normally play. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like trying to get people in their position where they feel comfortable also and where they play the best. Um, I think Alan plays usually backup corner, so he would fit in well with them. Uh, I just think their leadership role of October and learning how to play right out of the shoot is a huge advantage to them. That one's tough. Sure. I'm, I'll see what the surveys say. <clears throat> Any which way are you leading? I don't know. Over this rate, I think, even though I do think December have stronger arms, I think that October would be able to pull it off in a game of seven. I think it would be close, but I think that it's almost that guidance and experience. That, that Nate, Crater, Nate Crater clutch factor also. Yeah. He pulls out matches. And Colin O'Brien's clutch factor too. Yeah, Colin's a really good player as well. Which was made evident too that he's also good at nosing. So if you think about different ball types, because didn't he play with Echo at Nationals 2019? Was that Colin? Uh, I think so, yeah. If it yeah, wasn't, I'm sorry, Colin. All you Dynasty guys, so similar. <laughs> good looking young Midwest guys. Jenny loves them all. Yeah, so are we thinking? I'm leaning towards October. Yeah. First round, I think. Um, I think. I don't they're... think fatigue factors in in the first round. As yeah, much as that was so. Second and third round. I thought that was was going to make me lean towards December, but you had a good point. This is the first round. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with October. So we go with Jenny? that one. I'm going to have to go with October too. All right, October moves on. I'm sorry, December. Yeah, I felt like there was some. Oh, you know what? December's the female, and that, that's that's gonna be crazy. Women's. Um, yeah. Yeah, women's gonna be crazy. Jenny's not biased or anything. No, definitely I'm not. not. <clears throat> um, I just really admire all the people that would be on my team. <laughs> all right, so now we move into August and June. August and June. So we've got Alan Sambo Stott, Elijah Hashimoto, Devin Parham. Michael Canarino, Cody Stidham, Jalen Gardner, uh, Kyle Sochik, Joe Colella, Sean McMahon, and Ty Frazier. Um, yikes. And then we have June, 
Dylan Clark Odin, Tim Fullerton, Eric Stone, Scott Bronson, Brandon Kelly, Cliff Ferry, Jim McMasters, Kyle Garner, Brendan Tickner, and Wyatt Gaiman. Come on. I'm so sorry if I butchered like five names already. It's just, and I apologize in advance for the remainders. Um, wow. Um, Tim Fullerton and Jim McMasters, some of the pillars of dodgeball right now, still going strong. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i just say that I DM'd Surge to get those guys' birthdays because they're not on Facebook. Which ones? Oh, Tim and, and Jim. Jim. <laughs> yeah, they needed to be on this, so. Yeah, I just put them on because I wanted them in there. I uh, uh, oh, Real quick, um, I did consult the survey, and October was mentioned once, whereas uh, December was not, so the people also agree. Based on the people survey, agree. The people have, have spoken. Um, man, that is. Dang. This is a this, this is, is, a, is a hard one. Yeah. This is um, also, by the way, Alan could get revenge on. I would. Yeah. On rise. Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and, and and Alan has been working out like crazy, so you've got an even stronger, faster, angrier, angrier Alan. If you have a disciplined Alan, geez. Um, yeah. All, every time I just hear Alan start steam, I just think of that's awesome. That's gonna be the opening blooper for sure. Yeah, <laughs> just make that note. Blooper, it's your new theme song, Steve. <laughs> I've done that before. I, I once used uh, somebody saying the word beep to censor out the bad words. Oh, that was so. me. <laughs> <laughs> just beep. Beep. Um, yeah. So you got you got Iron the Tiger. You got Elijah. Um, Devin, I've I've only heard good things about him. With um, he's another player from Ascension. Yeah. Yes, he is fantastic. Super, super athletic. <laughs> yes. Definitely up and comer. Like player to look out for in the next couple of years. That was one that I know that especially when Kyle Roth was doing those brackets, mm -hmm. it was kind of a not many people knew who he yeah. was, and like not too. I'll do the other players that I like. I don't know who he was up against, but he's definitely a rising star. Yeah, I agree. So, search this has is some... a sneaky. That August team is really sneaky. So, team. so once you want to talk about sneaky though, here's here's something that Sergio's mentioning, and this this is actually a really good point. So he says, Ellen on revenge towards beautiful deadly vision to see. Don't count him out, but he also knows Rise's blueprint. So you know Tim and Jim are going to try to impose their Rise. Mm -hmm. mentality into this does that work for or against alan do they get under alan's skin do they bait him do they i mean tim is such a dang smart guy well I... they're playing opposite sides well no actually they're playing right in front of each other too tim plays on the right and alan plays on the left mm. so they're right in front of each other that's very interesting yeah, yeah i mean i would say tim probably wins out in that match just because you know, he's probably the smarter one of the smarter players in the country. So you got like and emotion. Stop might, stop might fall into some he's of his traps. So hard yeah. to get out too. Well, who's gonna bail him out if he gets out? So one of the things also um Tim you have Brandon Kelly and Jim McMasters, two of the best you got late game Brandon counters. Kelly, Jim McMasters, Scott Brunson. I got a chance to play with him at South round one last or well, twenty nineteen, whatever year it was. And <laughs> he was so clutch on our team. Eric Stone, the king, the biggest two, the biggest double catch of all time against Rise. Well, I was gonna say uh, you oh, got yeah. you got Bizarro Ellen. Yeah, Bizarro Eric Stone's on the team too, and then Dylan Clark. 
who's just nobody all around pretty amazing player as well yeah mm -hmm. now what would you say about different ball types though between these two teams Ooh. well elijah goes elijah's a really good 8.5 player if it goes to what one of the three best foam players in the world and he's an amazing nursing player yeah i want to speak real quick uh because Jeremy Bizzle mentioned this. He said Devin was an all-star in the South last year. So just to kind of add more mm -hmm. ammunition to mm -hmm. August, their lineup. And oh, Cody Sim's been an all-star before and also plays on the world team <sighs> in foam. Katarina has been an all-star in the East. Jalen Gardner has been an all-star in the North. I mean, the top six have been all-stars in August in every region. I'm consulting the survey again. I'm already copying. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was saying like some of the takeaways from the survey is that so third place was pretty much up in the air with tons of months. And then um, I think based on the surveys, August actually f was favored more compared to June. So we had some list August at what they thought was first place and second place and also third place notes, whereas June was just noted as being a potential third place. Hmm. So you're saying that people are, are saying August? Yeah. towards August as well. I just think. I think when I was first looking at it, I was like, oh, like even on my bracket, I'd, writ I'd written, wrote, written, wrote, writ wrote, wrote, speak English. <laughs> <laughs> um, more English. I know. Um, so I put June, but then actually thinking about it, I'm kind of leaning more towards August. Yeah. It's so hard though. This is such a hard matchup. So the the, the ability I think both of teams stock... have both teams have depth and and like even the players that might not necessarily make their starting roster have a lot of potential to turn a game around. So here's one the thing I, I wanted to mention. Um Jeremy Bizzle, sorry Jeremy Bizzle, sorry. Um I have a friend that used to refer to himself as Jeremy Bizzle, so sometimes I confuse the two. He said that he had the pleasure of teaming with Jalen last year at FDC and he's super methodical, so not Jaylen only that, Gardner. yeah, Jalen Gardner. And then you also have Joe Coella, who is, uh, till the wheels come off, always yes. a clutch catcher <laughs> too. So whatever mistake Allen makes, if he's the first one out, he's coming back in like almost 9 out of 10 of the time. So. I think I especially, think, oh, you go, Justin. Sorry. I just think the uh, the ability for Stott and Elijah, Eli, to press on those corners and to keep Tim at bay and allow like Devin – or Caterino or Cody to let their big arms go off in the middle to tee off on I them. I think it's huge. Yeah. So one thing I was going to note is that especially during last season, because um, Mikey, Mike McGee was injured for a lot of the season. So he didn't get to play as much or play to as much potential as what he obviously has. Um, Katarina really stepped up and kind of, I think he took the corner for them. Mm -hmm. And so he plays left I think now. he, he pretty much showed that he is, yeah, he is such a strong corner. So I, know, I think I know even if what lost, you're saying, he's lost oh. weight to to get uh, in better shape oh, well. to play that spot as well. Sort of going along with the stock mentality. Yeah. Oh, this is so hard though. They're talented. Yeah. No, this I is... feel like June has more. So I think June has a talent, but there's more players that favor certain bull types than other. Whereas I think that August has more general everybody can handle all the bull types even the occasional slip-ups from alan because that is definitely one thing that mm -hmm. i just see alan doing is is 
trying a little too hard, reaching out a little too much. But then when you mentioned you have Allen, who's still pretty dang agile, but you also have Elijah pressing on Tim, shutting him down. That's that kind of takes away Tim or at least makes him stay on the back line a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to go with Elijah. Teams that have that talent on the corners that are able to press as high as they can and still keep themselves safe. Like when you play Eli and he's up, you know, five feet from you and you still can't get him because he's so agile. He's able to get behind the ball yep. and pump fake you. It just makes your game so much more difficult to play. And that's basically what Alan and Eli will both do, which makes it so much harder than to hit Devin, so much harder to hit Mike, Cody. And then you have Jalen Gardner and Joe sitting back there waiting for like easier catches to bail you out. I just, yeah. I just think that's a better, te- I think it's a better overall team. And I think that both Sean and um, Ty yeah. have shown that over the course of last season that they improved mm-hmm. immensely. And then you have Kyle coming in also, who's got a big arm as well, you know, to yeah. back people up. And Kyle is good at cloth. I'd say yeah, that. I just, oh, you I know just what? No. It's a better overall team. So if there was, if there was a cloth tournament. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got I August. I see the other guys play cloth, <clears throat> but. <laughs> We're all in agreement we got August for this one. Yeah. It's a tough gonna, one, but I think, yeah. This yeah. messes up August. my bracket, but I'm going to change it to August. Well, you already messed up uh, Mark Hills, so he's already upset. <laughs> he says, thanks, Jenny. <laughs> um, keep the feedback coming, guys. This is really helpful, uh, those of you in the chat room right now. But uh, we're going to move on to February versus March. So let's see. February. Oh, thank God this is close together on the spreadsheet. <clears throat> so February we've got Mikey Hashimoto, Eduardo Osario, T- Tama. Tama. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Tama. Tama. Tama Orlando Wicochia, Wicochia, or otherwise known as Hooch. Zachary Berry. Hooch? Yep, it's Hooch. Um, Zachary Berry, Dylan Fettig, Joe Martinez, Colin Roddy, Corey. Oh my gosh, Nasside. <laughs> Why'd you do this to me, Jenny? Uh, Corey, I'm just kidding. Nas- Nasadaki. Nasadaka. Corey N. Corey N. <laughs> and from Ben Johnson. WVU. From WVU and Ben Johnson from OSU. In March, we have Vince Marchbanks, DeMonte Cleveland, Tyler Greer, Mark Gepetti, Tad DeLugo, Anthony Carmona, Alex Watkins, Kyle Fitzpatrick, Mark Acom, and Jose Aquino. So, hmm. I mean, I just, I think... March has clearly an advantage in arms and leadership and probably fit in terms of players that fit together. It's also heavily West Coast, but it's a heavily West Coast team. So oh, what in the March? Yeah. So you have I mean, two- Vince and DeMonte are going to play together on their new hive. Yeah. Tyler, Tyler and Vince play together now on heat. I know that Anthony and Tad and Vince all play in LA together. And then Trapedi and Alex Watkins play together on on uh, Task Force. And then Mark plays with all those guys as well. To me, it just seems like that team has a huge advantage in terms of chemistry and mm-hmm. definitely an arm talent. Especially, so uh, I had a chance of playing with Tad DeLugo for um, the Koei Classic 2018. I'm just trying to think of all the years. Yeah, and name he's definitely, yeah. Oh yeah, I had this chance of playing with him. Yeah. Um, so basically, when I did play with him, he's actually really streaky. So 
I feel like if he gets a big hit off, then he'll get like four big hits off in a go. If he gets a catch, he'll get a couple of catches in a go, like in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. So that's um, one thing to note. I'm I'm already leaning towards March, and uh, this could be West Coast bias. I'm trying my best not to fall into that, but you but already one have. One thing I do like about the February team is that it is a real mix between. The I was gonna say East it's the most mixed. Most, yeah, it's the most mixed month we've had so far. And I think the only West Coast player is hooch right yeah and i think doesn't oh no maybe that's ben smart one of the one of the college kids ben plays on one of those west coast teams i think it's ben smart he's in a different bracket yeah, ben smart's yeah, the sure. shorter guy with like the, the insane hands right is that backwards you're hat, i think he lefty i think I so i do not know i'm pretty sure he plays in one of the west coast teams um but yeah i think i'm not even sure how february they don't does Hooch play in the corner for? He he mostly sticks in the corner. Um, he will also be moved to to middle if need be. Eduardo is a corner player. Yeah. He's primarily left corner on for Arkham. Right corner. No, I swear when I played with him, I swear I can't remember. I swear he was the left corner. Cause he lefty. Yeah, he throws. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, maybe. <laughs> Right's and left, Justin. Oh, Who man. cares? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, just... I guess you put probably Mikey and Eduardo on the corners. Mm -hmm. Tama, Tama, and... Tama is suited better in the middle. And Dylan in the middle. Zach Barry is a pretty good catcher. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have Hooch. But I just think that team gets pretty steamrolled by the by the March team. Yeah, I think, uh, again, I, I, you got to give credit to Vince. I mean, he's he's very experienced and still has a lot of material again um that he can work with um like you said you got demonte with him let's play with tyler um they could probably put together a team cohesion real fast um a lot mm -hmm. of west coast guys that just kind of help out and then the fact that was it you said alex and kyle play together already uh alex and trapedi mark trapedi both play together okay. on a task force yeah oh task force that's the team that mark i was i was trying to place him <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Markel even agrees. He says, no question, March. March has big arms. So, there you go. Yeah. Markel has decided for us. <laughs> it's going to be March. All right. So, that moves us into uh, the next round. Yep. So, um, let's see. We've got May and January now. Oh, boy. So, May, Billy Schmidt, Lucas Boyle. Eric Jones. Austin. So May got the buy-in, right? Yes. So yep, May got yeah. the buy. Okay. Uh, Eric Jones, Austin Morley, Serge Ferrari, Brandon Cook, Bill Fisher, Edgar Fox, Chris Wheeler, and Von Kelly against um, January, which, um, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Justin Payan, Connor Liu, Jeff Giovinco, Drew Gio, Matt Gio, Patrick O'Donnell, Frank Giannetto, Jacob Massa, Aaron Felton, and Sean Higby. So... What are you guys' thoughts? Um, this is hard. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like we've talked about January a bunch. So, I mean, again, that's... We can spend some more time on, on May. Chemistry team versus... Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, Billy, who is still very terrifying. Lucas, who's incredibly smart, tactical, and, and sneaky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Eric Jones, who's a catch fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, Morley, who plays for Dynasty. Yep. Then you also got Surge. So yeah, he, and he's great in um, old bull types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have Serge and Bill, who are both really smart players. Edgar, smart player. And then Brandon Cook, if he's healthy, 
as one of the best arms in the country. I mean, and Chris Chris Wheeler is a very methodical player too. And Von Kelly, another really smart player. Yeah. This is a really hard one. Yeah. I mean, definitely on depth, I would say May takes it. I think they're, you know, seven, Just eight, nine, ten players. So probably better than the seven, eight, nine players for January. You have Serge, Eric, and Billy who have played together in the past. You have Serge and Brandon who are going to play together this year. Actually, no, I take that back. I don't think Serge was playing this year. No, I think Serge is playing now. Well, oh, he is? If there's, a, if there's ever a year. Yeah. He's back in San Diego. I'm back in January where we're still hopeful that something was going to happen. You got Vaughn. Yeah. I mean, that's this is tough because this is where, like, even if we go, if we went straight across, straight across, line by line, I think Vaughn would take out Sean. I think Aaron yeah, definitely. Would, I think I think you if you go at the bottom end of May is much more talented than the bottom end of January. Yeah. I don't know. And, and well, here's the thing. So these guys had to buy. So January had a warm up battle, right? So mm-hmm. do you think that factors into their ability to come into May, like ready to go and locked and loaded? Or do you think because May got to sit out? Yeah, man, this is hard. I mean, in terms of lineup, you put Lucas in one corner. Who plays the other corner for May? Do you put Billy in the corner, or does that diminish Billy's talent? No, I'd put Billy in the center. Well, I, th- I feel like Billy two, is a better sure. player in the middle. But who do you put on the other corner? Oh, Eric Jones. Eric. You put Eric Jones there. Yeah. Or Bill. Edgar, what, what does he do? I think Vaughn can play corner, middle. too. Middle. Yeah, you can put Vaughn in the corner as well. This team's Edgar filled with a lot of middles. To be <laughs> corner. This but, is a lot of middles. I mean, Austin, Brandon, Edgar, Billy. Yeah, but when you say when you say middles though, it's like, are they cannon fodder or are they teen off on people because they've got the protection and the and the intimidation that Brandon and Billy will bring to anybody? Yeah, but if you don't have corners to press and push those guys back, they're not. You don't have as much ability to throw. Hmm. I mean, you have I Lucas. I think that Lucas the people that anywhere. you have. Yeah, I think the people that you mentioned though, even though they are strong middles, they can also play corner. Yeah, they're interchangeable. We're trying to, to mince whatever. I just think, I think that January team is a better fit as a team. So you think January, if they can survive the assault that would be coming their way, they can outlast. Their chemistry is going to help them win overall. I lean towards that. Yeah, that's Markel saying. Markel, you're part of the vote now since you've been so engaged. So uh, <laughs> you can maybe help us with the tiebreaker. Let's I mean, consult the survey. Billy and Lucas, who are both probably what top ten players. Yeah, but you have Jeff Geo and Justin Pine, who are. You have two players that were just on that the world team. And Drew versus Geo. No te- versus no team, no players that were on the world team. Yeah, but you're thinking about that's just foam. I know, but it's overall, it's a factor. So, like, if we think about, so let's say, think about open, um, or you look at the seasons. So, Justin Pine was on Crisis. Uh, Connor Lou, even though he he only plays, I think he's no never sting played, and foam. He's never played eight point five. Yeah, but on, he was still on Heat for no sting. You have Jeff, who was on Impact, that um, no was shred. in the top three. Yeah, it's going to be Shred. 
uh, Drew and Matt were on Team Olsen. That they won, the, they won the East. They won the East Coast with Frankie. Um, Pat was on Ascension that took second place in the South. So, yeah, same with Frankie. And then uh, Jacob Massa was on Arkham. They didn't place as high or mm. within the top four. And then I'm not sure what teams you were saying that they're primarily Arizona players, Sean and Aaron, right? Sean, uh, Aaron's uh, California. Oh, California. Plays for Raiders now, I believe. And um, okay. versatile player, I'm sorry quick, that agile. I don't know you. That's what I'm here for. Um, Sean, again, he's from the past. Sean, if you're listening, I mean this with all the love in my heart. You can be a liability. So what I foresee happening is one last, one lost throw or one, one missed throw without the team ending up as a catch that, that could hurt the team because I've seen this happen in league constantly. If he reigns that in, then, you know, then then it's not a thing. But that's mm-hmm. that's one thing against January lineup. Yeah. So if we if we look at May, you got Billy. Uh, Billy. <laughs> that was a slip. I'm gonna have to bleep that out, even though that was unintentional. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Billy Schmidt, um, who played on Anarchy, who's I feel like they should have won one of the East Coast regions by now, but it just slips away on like the last round, and then uh, Lucas Boyle, who. Even though last season he didn't play, but Fortune did really well, and he's been consistently one of the top tier players on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Jones, I don't know how Arsenal placed for the West region, but they're always a team that's in the mix. And then you have uh, Austin, who's playing for Dynasty, uh, Surge, who's on Rise, and then Brandon on Rainbows, a top team. Bill is on Fortune, am I correct? Yep. And then uh, Edgar on GOAT, and GOAT won the 2018 season mm. for the East Coast. Chris Wheeler played with Olsen last year on Brick Squad prior, and Von Kelly that was on Outsiders team. So I think the thing that goes for May is that they do have more depth. So it's if people wanted to change out, then they do have more depth of players and talent. So two things about May. Um, Markel brings up this amazing point. They're hot-headed. So that's one thing we could potentially talk about. Would Lucas Between what Eric Billy? Yeah, would Lucas would and Bill bring that down? Um, also, the the Billy Schmidt slip up has been clipped on Twitch already. So whoever that dodgeball guy is, you are fast, and I love you for it. That's awesome. Uh, that's so cool. Well, let's listen to that later. Um, but yeah, so the hot headedness. Do you think that would be an issue? Because we're talking about depth. You know, we're looking at January, which I think has their their biggest things are versatility and chemistry. May, you've got depth, firepower, but also can they work together? Is Edgar Fox enough of a chill guy to bring these people in, Justin? It's really, I mean, I think it's going to be Lucas who's going to be the person who's going to probably be the person who has to bring them in. But Coach team sometimes say, I think yeah. Lucas is a little like uh, too chill. Like, I think he'd be too chill to bring in like a, a Billy and an Eric Jones. I think guys are just here uh, to have fun. So if we, if it's, I note back sir, to the, you know, oh. And there's also <laughs> Surge as well. I don't know. I keep. I still lean towards January. So I know the survey results. Looking back on it, I was like, "Oh, let's see how this kind of helps." So more people had leaned towards January in the second place, but they were both tied. January and May was both tied for the amount of third place mentions. So, but granted, this survey result was um, created before we had done the bracket. I think 
when we'd gotten some of these. Yeah, that's true. In. But it's just straight people off. were favoring January mm. more. This is true. I lean towards January as well. All right, well, let's put this to rest. January it is. Uh, Markel, this is Markel's call. Jenny, what do you say? You sure? Yeah. I know. I think Jen's are Jen's the way to go. Cause right. it's it's the most collective feedback. Um, it, I'm I'm sure this was a battle. It'd be a nightmare to ref. Um, yeah. I think this would maybe be. Yeah, I think this would be a seven match, getting, a seven game. Yeah. Justin Pine would be yelling at you. Billy would be yelling at you. Eric Jones would be yelling at you. Like, I think the Geos would would keep Justin from yelling. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's just their personality. Yeah. All right, so moving on uh, to April v. October. October. So April, oh boy, speaking of tough games to match. So October, just to reiterate, reiterate, Sean Anderson, Aaron Aravello, Casey Moses, Colin O'Brien, Nate Crater, Rob Hometown, Brian Baker, Kyle Roth, Eli Moreno, Isaac Moras versus Andrew Ketchum, Brody Johnson, Isidro Perez, Nicole, uh, Nico Nodal, Kyle Sander, Miles Garner, Tom Morand, CJ Bruger, Bruger, I think is his actual name. It's, it's Burger. Burger. You got me again, CJ, twice already. <laughs> Alfred, no last name needed, and Tyrell Hayes. I mean, the April month is, is the epitome of firepower in terms of arms and attitude. Like, would they ever not give up all the balls every single one of those players likes to counter Cedro, brody ketchum and kyle all love to throw balls I so why. i have to say though i think that andrew brody and Cedro would all play really well because i think if you also look at how their usa performance compared to the 2018 to 2019 i feel like ketchum reined in a bit of that um well like brody's not on the, on the world team i know he wasn't on the world team but he's played he's played with them and he's like played with i'm just saying that their playing styles i think they had actually mm-hmm. they've got experience playing together and Isidro, in my eyes was one of the best players on the men's usa team yeah in 2019 so and i think that professionalism yep i do get what you're saying though like i love kyle sanders so much but i know that he wants to like if he was up against andrew ketchum i know that he'd be like oh what you hit someone i'm gonna go hit someone now (laughs) i mean when he played with us on nationals two years ago we were just like just throw go ahead we'll cover you you just throw and i don't know if there's anyone on this team that's like oh yeah well i'll cover you is there anyone who i guess maybe nico I mean, Alfred, but I don't know if Alfred gets on the court with all these players. You know who's really good at covering and protecting oh. the cannons? Isidro Perez. Sorry, Alfred. Yeah, Isidro's really good. So, real quick, uh, somebody named Dale Swag says, who needs balls when you get outs? Fair. Um, Very good point. Yeah, I mean, Cashman Brody, they they got the crisis chemistry going. They have Kyle Sander. Um I think Miles will probably step up and protect, but you got Isidro Perez, who's yes. just a regeneration machine. That guy's going to catch him in constantly. Um, I also think Tom Moreland's a really good young player as well. Tom, who, uh, he's a good one. Oh, yeah, I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about. Um, he may take Tom Miles Warren. Garner's spot into the into that top six. I mean, I'm leaning towards April. It just is a it's an argument going forward that this might be too much of a hot headed team to to take it all the way. So let's go back to October. So we have 
Sean Anderson, Nate Crater, I want to say for the most part, and Rob, maybe leading the team, right? Keeping yep. everybody cool, keeping everybody online. Um, mm-hmm. Catchman Brody, take those guys out. Then, then what happens? The coach from the sideline, I guess. It's a, it's a, I think it's a slaughter. Yeah. I mean, you still have Colin O'Brien, Allen, and Casey. You know, Casey could easily bring people in, but they definitely don't have the the catchers that are Cedro, Catchem, and and uh, Nico. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely leaning towards April as well. I mean, it's just so much talent. I'm thinking. I'm thinking April, but I think it's close. I think maybe they went a little too heavy with the firepower and had to pull it back in. April does feel like the team that if things started to go wrong, things would go really wrong. Yeah. You know, you could see them all start, you know, chirping at each other. You know, you could see Ketchum being like, okay, I'm just going to take over. You could, see, you could see Kyle Sanders say, I'm going to take over. What does Alfred do in this situation? I think the go thing, bad, the thing is, is that even if – so let's say if you take them and you say, oh, they're giving up the bulls or they're throwing them. I My argument to them is that they that team also consists of such talented players that they can almost get away with it. Oh, I 100%, I 100% agree. I mean, that's like the crisis the, motto right there is yeah, <laughs> that's how they play. And it's, and then it's if, working and so and far. And as someone has kind of pointed out on the Twitch chat, uh, if anyone does get injured or throws their arm out, Alfred is there to uh, help. <laughs> oh, you, you got so you got a medic on the team. That's true. Yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah, I think we're all in agreement that April moves on. I'm just curious, what would the survey say? Okay, let's go back to. I'm seeing a lot of April. April favors virtually no October. October. October was mentioned as a third place. I'm okay with this. Um, but <clears throat> April. So April was in the top three of every result except for one, which I think was a biased result. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and it was most likely to make the finals. And yeah, as along with July. But so Jeremy says, uh, Al saved my ankle in Canada earlier this year at Forest City. So there you go. He's he's qualified field medic. So oh yeah, <laughs> he will regenerate the team. They can go hard. He's the only doctor in the field. <laughs> All right. So April. Moves on. moves on. Rest in peace, October. We're now so at. That means it's a uh, April, January semis. Yeah. Top side. I think people saw us coming. Um, August, September. So, September. Jeremy Bizzle, Matt Levine, Jake Hebert, uh, Herbert, Jaquan Moore, <laughs> Clutch Chris, Michael Riley, Ben Smart. Okay, that that's the guy. T.J. Jefferson, Austin Deeks, Corey Lee Larson. Against August, Alan Sambo Stott, um, Elijah Hashimoto, Devin Parham, Michael Caterino, Cody Stidham, Jalen Gardner, Kyle uh, Socek, Joe Colella, Sean McMahon, and Ty Frazier. So, I just want to say one thing before we start. I think it's hilarious that people pointed out that Alfred just only had one name, but no one said anything about Chris being having his nickname. Oh, yeah, Clutch, Clutch Chris. Chris. I just, his yeah. Name's not Clutch Chris. It's Chris Wait, I've seen, I see Clutch Chris so much that I'm just like, yeah, Clutch Chris. I was trying to, name. uh, that's his name. I couldn't think of him on the flight. Yeah, Chris DeJesus. <laughs> thank you. I was like, oh, crap. Don't, don't mess this one up. So it's like seeing both. I don't even think about one being a nickname and what. <laughs> so what do we think for this one? So we, we, we agreed that August just scraped by, right? That's, yeah. That's where we came to. But that so. was the, probably the hardest, That's, yeah, the hardest first round matchup out of all of them was the August June matchup. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. So you have 
So we had talked about August in quite in depth, but yeah. then so looking at September. So you get a very talented team. You get Ben that play very similarly. Yeah, Ben can catch really well. Yeah, Chris. Um Matt. I want to say Michael Jeremy, Riley's got Matt a pretty good Jeremy, arm. Jeremy, all good catchers. Yeah. Every time that Matt plays <clears throat> in a tournament, I think he just he's already such a great talent, but he just improves more and more and more. <laughs> and I think that especially so if you look at so let's say you look at uh Bizzle, Matt Levine, Jake, and Quan, they all play very elusive and they're all quite hard people to Mm-hmm. get out and they're great dodges and great throws and great catches <laughs> i think the one thing you'd say about september or september is they're all relatively young to the sport you might not have someone who's like an out and out lead you know like a nate Kreider person who's been there forever out and out leader you know a tim a nate you know all these teams we sort of said they have like a leader i think probably matt levine slides into that role but he's only been playing for this is going to be hypothetically his second year um, I wonder well, if Michael Riley would take the UDC the... years prior to that. Yeah, but, I just, but obviously I, in, in terms the of, elite scene, in terms of knocks against September, I think that's their biggest knock. Uh, in terms of fit, I think this is one of the best teams that fits together. I feel like they have interchangeable parts at all positions, and players that can play across all six spots on the lineup, um, and super versatile players. I don't. You know, I think probably Mike Riley is probably one of the only one-dimensional players on this. I mean, he's a really good middle press big arm, but he's probably the most one-dimensional player of this team. So I was wondering if he was actually going to have, if he would step into the leadership role because of his role with, um, oh man, the... Uh, Notorious? Notorious, thank you. But Wes Peters is more the leader on that team, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is a. Uh, I mean, in a, terms of a lineup, I think you put Matt Levine on one corner, you put Jake Abair in one corner. You put Quan and probably Mike Riley in the middle with those arms. And then you can have Cluck, Chris. I even said Clutch again. Chris and, <laughs> and Bizzle probably backing those guys up with Ben Smart backing them up. I think that's a really, a really good lineup in terms of pieces that fit well together people that know how each other play and can cover and press. Matt and Jake both can press really well to help like Quan and Mike Riley sort of throw in the middle. DJ Jefferson is also yeah, he got can an arm in. and catching skills. He can play middle and he can play corner. He's generally exactly. a good all-round player. It's a, And Corey, Corey Lee Larson is the same way. So to play across the whole line. September did get a lot of mentions in the survey and the comment threads, so it's I feel like it's winning the people's vote. Um, Dylan Cruz had mentioned September as one of his top three picks. Um, he says the most complete teams wouldn't have to rely on one or two players, so you got that versatility there. And then even um, Brian Baker had said uh, those teams scare me, um, even if they are background characters. So that's mm-hmm. I'm not really sure we're leaning on that one. Um, but again, you have Stoughton, Elijah pressing on those corners, allowing Devin and Cody and and Caterino to to throw in the middle. It's a you know it's another really well balanced team. I think this is. I think this to me this one comes down to who's going to make the most clutch catches and 
I think between I think it's catches Levine, and elusiveness. Yeah, I think between Matt Levine, Bizzle, uh, and Chris, you just have three really, really good players in terms of bringing people back in. And uh, I think with Matt and Jake having the balls in the corner, you're not going to have very many mistakes. Um, but yeah, this would be a great matchup to see. You know, we're not. We're also not counting in Ben Smart, who, again solid catcher when he's on like i've seen that guy mm-hmm. catch some crazy balls uh for pinch so if you can catch pinch you can pretty much catch 8.5 easily yeah linear throws and i i think that september so if you look at different ball types too i think that september favors all the ball types i agree mm. in comparison that play to any ball August, because i think that'd be a fantastic foam team nosing team 8.5 team if we did cloth <laughs> i know some of those people have played cloth before and pinch too. I mean, you have Ben and and yeah, Brian, and who pinch, are both really, who are both really good pinch players. And uh, I know Quan Matt. Quan would, Quan would be good at pinch. He's the biggest hands I've ever seen of anyone. Yeah. Well, he did do pinch. I think he played pinch for a retirement party at nationals. Okay. Um, alongside Matt too. Well. Yeah, I'm leaning towards that team in terms of versatility. My one negative to that team is just I don't know who's the out and out and out right leader whereas you look at august you could say stott you could say cody stidham you could say Caterino. those are all players that have been around for a long time and have been through lots of different battles but i still think the talent of september probably takes it i'm thinking mostly just because um the the feedback in the in the comments um as well so we want to vote for September. I am, I'm gonna go I'm with agree. September. I agree. All right, moving on. See you, August. So September Rock, wins. Paper, scissors, September. There you go. <laughs> okay, now July and March. So July had a buy. So you got Mike McGee, Cody Foley, Sean Wheeler, Glenn Spacer, Derek Johnson, Frank uh, Morana. I'm so sorry if I put your name, dude. Kevin Bailey, Chris Zielinski, Nick Victorian, and Andre Martin. Yeesh. Um, in March, just to reiterate or recap, <clears throat> Vince Marchbanks, DeMonte Cleveland, Tyler Greer, Mark Gepetti, Tad DeLugo, Anthony Carmona, Alex Watkins, Kyle Fitzpatrick, Mark Acomb, Jose Aquino. I'm looking at these names. I'm already, I'm already leaning towards July. That is just a lot of weaponry there it's firepower yeah it's corners it's middle i mean it's leadership with players like sean robert wheeler and glenn spacer yeah you have one of the best catchers in the country Derek johnson fits well you know in terms of ball distribution knows his role you could put cody and sean on the corners you could move mike to the middle you could put mike and sean on the corners those are two of the hardest players to hit i think that also uh especially Frank. He's definitely one of those players that's a good role player. He's a very good team player. player. If someone goes up, you know that he's going to have your back. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin Bailey is a really smart player and -hmm. also brings in a lot more leadership as well. Chris Zielinski has the experience. Yeah. Andre Martin, one of the bigger arms. Nick Factorin has been around for a long time. I just feel like that July team has probably the most, one of the most depth, one of the best depth across the board yeah i i agree i mean just looking at it it's like geez i know all these players um 
and then even the feedback would would justify that. A lot of people were already saying July for number one. Yeah. I think every so, single one of those players in the top six or seven have mm-hmm. been an all-star in their re- I mean, I think the only person who's not been an all-star on that team is is Nick Vectorin. In in one region or another, every single player has been an all-star. Yeah. I think also when you're looking at the survey results, um, July is most likely to be in the finals. The people's choice. Also, if you're talking about all ball types, I mean, yeah. Odie, Mike, Sean, Glenn, Derek, Frank, and Kevin Bailey, and Chris Linsky could play any ball type. Andre Martin is more of an 8.5 player, but that's you're talking about their ninth best player. Mark Hill saying March think- because Sergio should lose. Sorry, man, that's not a good enough excuse. What were you saying? Mark say? yeah. March should March should win because Sergio should lose the the bracket. <laughs> I think that so both teams are very talented and I think they are both good depths, but it's I think their July has a lot more role players. Like you can see where everyone would be, what they would do, how they would incorporate like help out in the teams. Whereas March, you do get that, but I don't think you have that established as much. I think March is also missing a second dominant corner. You have Vince on one corner, but I'm not sure who you throw into that left corner. I mean, I, I guess it's someone like Anthony Carmona or Tad Delusia, but I feel like that's a well, step. Jose, Jose's a good corner. Yeah, but in terms of if you're comparing them to Mike yeah, McGee, Cody Foley, Sean Robert yeah. Wheeler, mm. like that's a big step down in terms of who's playing the corner. Yeah. Um, so I just think that is a huge factor as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be a decent fight, maybe two to four. Yeah, but I would. I'm I'm already thinking July is going to get this. Yeah, I would agree. So that moves July into <laughs> the semifinals against September. Yep. So. so our semifinals right now are January versus April, and September versus July. Mm-hmm. Yep, just writing this down real quick. Okay, so January versus April. So going back to all right, so January, Justin Pyan, Connor Lou, Jeff Giovinco, Drew Gio, Matt Gio, Patrick O'Donnell, Frankie Giannetto, Jacob Massa, Aaron Felton, Sean Higby <clears throat> against April, Andrew Ketchum, Brody Johnson, Cedro Perez, Nick Nodal, Kyle Sander, Miles Gardner, Tom Moran, CJ Berger. Dr. Kwan and Tyrell Hayes. I think, you know, this comes down to, do we think the chemistry and the cohesion of January beats just the sheer firepower of April hmm. and, and sort of the hotheadedness of, of April. Does the hotheadedness of April take them down against a team like uh, January? I think one thing to note is that yes, January has a lot of chemistry but I have a feeling that, so let's say if April gets one off and then they get another one off and two people are out, I feel like it will kind of be, I feel like knowing some of those players in January that it will then will lead to them losing the game. So we're talking about that downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you could say the same thing for April, you know, Catchem goes out and a seizure goes out and suddenly you know, Brody starts, you know, throws the fifth ball or fourth ball and suddenly Brody gets picked off. I mean, you can do that argument for either team. Yes, but I feel like there's 
so for example the the stuff where someone could i feel like at april the way that you're going to get off in that aspect is if someone is going to be like okay well i'm going to go for the catch now because uh, i need to bring this person in rather than playing those like no i don't have to go for a catch for every single ball but i i do think it's the whole thing of that they are talented enough players to get away with it which is annoying to say because I, I like thinking very tactically and I like doing a lot of skills and drills to try and get myself better. But I do think that it's, they're a very talented team. Like seeing the amount of times that I've seen Carl Sander just pluck balls out of the air or sure. as soon as sure. he's, he's throwing right at the front line and then next thing you know, he's just caught a ball and he's not really moved. <laughs> what, what factor do you think Andrew and Brody have against Pyon? Do you think they're gunning for him right away? I mean, definitely Brody is. Brody mm -hmm. loves, Brody loves the to get his friends out. Yeah, I think especially Pyon's one of those players that you don't want to keep him in the game. Like he gets better as the game goes on. With April, who do you? So think I is, have a feeling he'd be target more. With April, who do you think is making their calls in terms of targets and play style? Oh, you know, I was wondering about that. He's taking a leadership role on that court. Dr. Kwan. But he's not on the court. He's off the court. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I've experienced Captain Ketchum, serious mode, 2016. He has the ability to unify the team and get us firing. If he's taking this seriously, he can do that. Okay. Um, Brody is just you're just thankful that he's on your team. I don't, I don't know if he produces anything other than, than hilarity, but also big hits and catches. Um, because those guys definitely lean toward, you know, Justin seems to be sort of the leader in terms of crisis. Oh, absolutely. Support. Yep. And Isidro definitely leans towards Vince and Sean in terms of leadership role. This is, and this is and Kyle thing. leads towards Matt and Jeff in terms of leadership role. On their team. Dodgeball guy says Brody is the captain of Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> he also says clear success. That's catching, by the way. <laughs> oh, is that catching? Yeah. So, Hello. I mean, shoot. He, <laughs> captain Brody, good God. Um, I'm wondering, are we discounting CJ Berger? I know that guy's got a cannon. I wonder if he, you know, surprises people in this round and picks off. Because you're expecting, I mean, this is the thing that most people make when they play against a team like crisis where they're so focused on getting catch him out or Brody that they exhaust all firepower, they break discipline. And then the other mm -hmm. players make you pay for that. I think that is what would happen yeah. on April is that I feel like people would target catch him or a Cedro. And then you do have those other players that can survive the rest of the game. I think, um, I'm going to go off that and just hypothetically just assume that's what Sean's going to do. I've been picking on him a lot. Um, CJ does a lot of countering. He primarily plays in the corner um, on the right side. And it's a lot of, I know his, he's got a big arm. His gameplay is, it's definitely more countering. He loves um, a counter. Yeah, he loves a counter and he does drop back and go for catches. So it's also, he's a corner that can throw and catch. I think Tom Moreland, Mor Moran is also a, a factor on that team. I think that mm -hmm. guy, and I don't think people know him very well, but I was impressed with him at Nationals. I know he's moved to Notorious this year. I think he would 
factor in. And Jalen and Miles Garner is a really athletic. I mean, he did great at at uh, USA Combine. Um, he's a really good player as well. Yeah, I so, think I, mean, I feel like Miles and Tyrell have a very sa- um, similar like court presence, in that they're both very squirrely. They both <laughs> dodge very high, very well, very hard to hit out. Um, I do think that Alfred too is a is a really good team player. It'll cover you like if you go. Alfred will basically cover your. Mm-hmm. And then and also he like he can draw in the trade, so it's a very smart play. So for example, let's say April has four players in January and he has three players. Alfred would be willing to make the trade, so then it's still that April would come out on top. You also have to factor in that January now is playing their third round of seven of seven matches of seven matches per round. Okay. Whereas so April fatigue. is now playing their second. But you factor that fatigue in as well. Mm. You have sort of older players on January with it's amazing to say that Drew and Matt are now sort of older players and then Payan and Frankie is, you know, they're all sort of north of thirty. Connor and Jeff and Patrick O'Donnell are all younger players, but So hmm. I wonder whether that does your point, and then factor. yeah, as Catchum says, they've only played four games. Okay, um, Jerry Bizzle <laughs> says Al makes more sacrifices than Voodoo tries with goats. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 playing the scenario through my mind, and I'm I'm seeing Brody and or Catchum taking up Pine off the get go, which is going to make the other teammates. Or does Pine catch that ball? He still gets out though. And then Isidro brings whoever Catching got, out. yeah, <laughs> but the, and that's what it takes. But you got Isidro and Kyle ready to bring him back in. I'm looking at the survey. I'm 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 still thinking April for this one. Maybe three, three to four. I think this goes seven, and I think the I think you you factor in fatigue for January, and I think April takes it. I think so. I think the arms are just too big. Maybe there's like one game where they just completely crap the bed, but then they pull themselves out of it oh, after definitely. that. Like, oh wait, no, we got to win now. I feel, I feel like there'll definitely be one or two games where it'll be like they'll pick people off, and then it's like, oh, crap. You might have, yeah, you could definitely it. have, you could have, you could have two or three games that go really quick. Yeah. I like Markel's like no. <laughs> Sorry, Markel, rest in peace. January. All right, so April advances into the finals, and now we got. September versus July. July. Versus September. Okay, so just to go off of what we had seen in the survey results before, um, April was favored to, is most likely to make the finals and, yeah, just to be in the finals and be in at least a top three result. So whether or not they finished first or second, if they had lost to January, they were favored as being in third place. We just lost someone in Twitch. Did Markel just leave because we said January lost? <laughs> He's like, I'm out. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. So September versus July. July, Mike McGee, Cody Foley, Sean Wheeler, Glenn Spacer, Derek Johnson, Frank Morana, Kevin Bailey, Chris Zelensky, Nick Victorian, Andre Martin. Against Jeremy Bizzle, Matt Levine, Jake Haber, Joaquin, uh, Jaquan Moore, Chris DeJesus, Michael Riley, Ben Smart, TJ Jefferson, Austin Deeks, Corey Larson. I think whatever they pulled in September to win 
they don't have it this time going in. I feel like that last one was a battle. Was it September against? Um, oh yes. Yeah. That went seven. I mean, September now has gone. Well, I guess August played June. That was a battle, and then September played August, and that was battle. Yeah, I think they're out of steam at this point. I feel like, with the exception if of you Matt, compare with July and September, um, you have to look at Mike McGee and Cody Foley also play similarly to the game styles of Bizzle Matt and on the September team. So you have to think about like, oh, they won't have September wouldn't have that up on July as what they did on August. Yeah. I also go back to the whole factor that I, I just feel like September is lacking a definitive leader. I'm not sure. I, mean, I think Matt, Le Matt Levine takes the leadership role, but he's got it. But would you say Chris? Cause Chris is the captain. Yeah, but I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't want Chris to be the leader of this team. I'd rather have Matt. Um, yeah, I think Matt, well, Matt also was one of the captains on, well, I don't know if he was a captain on Hello, but Hello won national championships, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still uh, leaning towards July for this one. I mean. I am too. Same thing with the, with the survey results, people's choice. I just think the July is a, is a team that fits really well together in terms of positions. Yeah. I think September has a huge advantage in the fact that they can play. People can move all over the court. But uh, that also could cause issues in the sense that people aren't happy with their roles. Whereas I feel like July is definitive roles. Frank knows that he's sort of a, a secondary arm. Derek knows he's a catcher. Cody and Sean really good corners. Mike can just tee off in the middle. And I think Mike would be pretty amazing in the middle having two pressing corners like that where he sort of freely could just throw at people sort of take the Billy Schmidt role. Yeah. He'd be so hard to hit with more movement, with more room in the court to move around. Yeah, I think it's July. <laughs> Jenny, are you hot? Yeah. <laughs> I get pressure. like no AC in this little in my little pod shack, <laughs> my yeah, little den. Since uh, so I've got a little fan going on. That's what this noise is. Uh, just literally fanning herself. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we, all so we got July. Yeah, we got July. Do you want a real quick? Yeah. January September for third place. Do we uh, finish off the men's or do we move to women's and we do a finals of both? And then I we do we the should, finals. I think we should finish off. Finish yeah, because what we'll probably do is we'll just make this two separate episodes. Okay. But, um, I think that sounds good to me. Real quick, third place match, January versus September. I think September. I would agree. Yeah. Just because I think January has that talent cohesion, but I think that after losing... Mm -hmm on that match i think that september with especially with those types of players their kind of mind space they'll pull it out to take the bronze medal and i think again just their ability to play all ball types the versatility of that team i think is more versatile than than january i think the talent across the board takes the cohesion and the leadership of january uh, so i think september would win that match as well Plus, I think they just got the crap beaten out of them from April, so. Yeah, they could be dealing with bruises. <laughs> yeah. I think 
uh, was it January? I'm trying to think who January had played. Yeah, I think January had a tough. Line. They had a battle against uh, April. Yeah. All right. So they had November, May, or whatever team May, <laughs> April. So and we got. What? Okay, so April. the finals would be April versus July. April and July, which most people were pretty much saying was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we tried our best not to let that sway. But when you look at the lineups, um, it's, it's just kind just of in like in terms of talent, in terms of talent and, and balance. Mm-hmm. So one last time: April, Andrew Ketchum, Brody Johnson, Cedra Perez, Nick Nodal, Kyle Sander, Miles Garner, Tom Moran, C.J. Berger, Alfred Kwan, Tyrell Hayes. July, you've got Mike McGee, Cody Foley, Sean Wheeler, Glenn Spacer, Derek Johnson, Frank Marana, Kevin Bailey, Chris Linsky, Nick Vitorin, Andre Martin. So I think going to the initial play or exchange where Catchman Brody are going after Pyan off the get-go, I would think they would do the same thing against McGee, but it wouldn't be as pretty or as clean because I don't think uh, Sean or Cody or Glenn or any of these other players would allow that to happen. So Also, Mike is arguably the hardest player in the country to hit when he has a ball. Yeah. He gets so small. He's such a good blocker. I just think I don't think they'd be able to get. He'll even Mike break. A, he'll break his wrist and still play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he has a ball, he's just going to block and be able to get past that. And again, like you said, with Cody and Sean pushing up on those corners, I don't think anyone on that April team is going to get a clean shot at at uh, at Mikey. Well, so you have Brody's, you know, trademark. You know, like he he's able to get off the rush immediately and take a shot. He just takes one big step back and throws at you. Yeah, but Mikey's probably not running, so you know he's not. You're not picking off Mikey on that. You're picking off someone like Frank, or you know someone off the rush. You know Kevin Bailey or Frank who's rushing. Um, so I think that's yeah, okay. they're dead. You know, Rest in peace, whoever that is. Yeah, you're, you, you're not losing one of your top level players, and also you know often when Brody does that, he often gets picked off then as well. So that's a good trade in terms for July. So speaking of trades, so Glenn, I imagine, is well known for that back in the day. I don't know if he still is, but he's pretty gnarly on the, on the pitch back as well. So maybe he's the one that counters or checks Brody or mm-hmm. takes the takes a shot. So there's a good chance that Derek's going to bring him back in on a catch if one happens. Good luck catching Brody or catch him. Um. I don't know. This is tough. I see Catchum saying that Mikey runs, but in this idea, we're saying that Mikey's not on the corner. We're putting him in the middle. So hypothetically, he wouldn't be running. Do you think we can make that? Do you think the team would have him like, don't run, whatever you do? Well, if you're going to say that he's running against Brody and Brody's going to try to pick him off, it might be a good idea not to run him. You know, you have Sean Robert Wheeler, who's probably one of the smartest dodgeball players in the country. He might, he might think that way. Yeah. Cody Foley is so talented. <laughs> I love watching him play too. He's good and he's good on the rush and saving himself. So he could rush. Mm-hmm. What's uh man, this is gonna be tough. What what if we did so there there's no real rhyme or reason in terms of lineup, so you got but if we look at linear like their linear matchup, Ketchum, McGee Brody, Cody, Cedro, Sean, Glenn, Nico, 
if we broke it down like that, you know, if that was their opponent straight across. Wait. Okay, well, let's start from the bottom. So if you had, what, Dre and Tyrell. Probably Dre. I'd say Dre. He's got the arm and he's got the... He's actually pretty impressive in no-sting, too. He's got a lot. He's got deceptively good hands. People don't realize they're going to yeah. capture you. Yeah. Because I feel like he's always been known as being, oh, the arm on goat, but mm -hmm. he's actually got really surprising hands. Yeah, I remember some some surprising catches that took us out in Sin City. I was not expecting that. Or was it Sin City or oh, maybe it was Nationals? Um, Probably Nationals. Yeah, and I, so I can I can speak to that. The um, thing I love about Dre is he's also one of the most Zen guys that I know. Even though on the court he's like, "Woo!" He'll go off and he's like, "I did some yoga. I put a towel over my head. Listen to my music." <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Okay, so if we had to match him up one on one, Dre's got Tyrell. Um, Alfred versus so. Factorin. Battle of the older guys on the team. I think Alfred would. Win. Uh, I think I think yeah, Factorin. You're not biased at all. I'm not biased. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Hmm. All right, we'll let you have that one. Hey, Alfred's been playing since the Stone Age, so <laughs> experience. <laughs> I mean, I so Nick is very tricky. I mean, he, he flops around, still pretty agile. He, I, I see a lot of dancing around versus uh, against Alfred. I don't know if that. I know you're not trying to be bi biased, Jenny, but I mean, think about that. Well, Alfred is very elusive too. Yeah. Don't have silence. I see those faces. <laughs> Let's give it to Alfred. I'm fine with that. I'm outvoted. Yes. CJ Berger versus um, Chris Zielinski. I think that's a Chris Zielinski. That's a that's a Zielinski. Chris is really good at reading people. And there's sometimes with CJ, he's a great player. But if he does the same move a lot, it becomes, mm -hmm. it can be quite, it could be predictable. And I think Zielinski is one of those people that would capitalize on that. CJ strikes me as a very linear player. Just come at you with all the force in the world, go for the headshot. Yeah. Whereas Chris would probably, like you said, so I'm, I'm in agreement there. CJ, work on your jumping game. Get those feet up off the ground. <laughs> Free chicken right there. Um, Tom Moran versus Kevin Bailey. I don't know Tom Moran, so I can't really speak to that. Kevin Bailey is one of the best players in the North. I mean, he's led Dynasty to championships in multiple ball types. He knows he, how to he's uh, one of the survive. Best yeah. He's, I think he was voted as like the second best player in all of college dodgeball history. So I, I lean towards Kevin Bailey. <laughs> when you put it that way, geez. Okay. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Miles versus Frank. We talked about the versatility of Frank, what he brings to heat. Frank has won two national championships or three national championships. With Heat and 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 UDC, Doom. they've won. I don't. Did he play on UDC? I don't think he plays on different teams on UDC. Yeah, maybe. I think he played with uh, Mark's team, and I think Frank is a really good player. He's underrated because he gets overshadowed by the really talented teams that he's on. But he would be a top level player on like he'd be like the number one player on like a lot of teams. Of teams. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I think um, this this is a case of like I know I could see some people in the comments are saying so Miles is more of an all round player. Frank has the experience. Mm -hmm. Thomas legacy. I think it comes into roles on a team, like whether or not. I think that yes, Miles has the talent for it, but I think that from my perception, Frank is a really good team player. So protecting people going up after the throw, being able to survive, kind of be a ball sponge, that sort of thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. I love you, Miles. Kyle Sander <laughs> against Derek. This is a really hard one because there's such different styles. You have a thrower versus a catcher. Yeah. But do you have a smart thrower? You have a thrower who can play smart, but he looks to throw. But he's got, he also has amazing hands. So, you know, if you're factoring in the all around game, Kyle's hands are probably better than Derek's throw. Although Derek has a pretty good arm, especially in no sting. What about Kyle's think... agility versus Derek maneuver? Oh, Kyle, I think. You think Kyle's more agile that, than Derek? I think that's what yes. would do it. That dude is pretty athletic. Yes, they're both pretty athletic, but I think Kyle, he's translated a lot ACL. of the, huh? Kyle has torn his ACL twice. He's not so much of like a mover. He's pretty, you know, linear, like CJ. He's he's front to back. No, he's definitely, I think he's, Kyle is definitely more elusive. I, I would go for Kyle. Assuming, obviously, he's going to be... I mean, this is the championships. You don't want to let your team down. You're not going to do anything dumb. You're going to play mm -hmm. dialed in. You're not going to give Derek something that he can catch easily. I think he's just going to win in terms of agility and just being able to move or maneuver around Derek and uh, probably pick him off with a nice like foot shot or something. Or maybe catch him reaching. Um, Nico Nodal and Glenn Spacer. So... Former teammates, oh, right? Former teammates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bias in me says Glenn, but I don't know if you guys can speak to Nico and what he would bring. Nico is very well, talented. I, I think Glenn has the better arm and probably the better catcher. But Nico definitely is much more agile. The question is whether Glenn's arm and catching are that much better than because I think Nico's agility is much higher than Glenn's agility. The question is, does Glenn's arm and catching that now much what, better than Nico's? But what would you say about different ball types? Like, I think Glenn... I mean, Glenn plays all ball types. Is plays all ball types. Obviously I don't know Nico enough to outside of 8.5 to I know, know whether Chicago, or not... they play a lot of foam. I, okay. See, I think he went to, national, he went to the UDC... Or in the, not the UDC, the, uh, the combine. Camp. Yeah. So uh, I want to read the comments real quick. So Jer Jeremy Bizzle says, Derek is agile AF, just as muscles weigh him down, nullify my comments. Um, somebody also said, Miles is sneaky. And then um, Dodgeball Matt said, Sander caught Derek twice. So I feel good choosing um, Sander there. Come twice in Barry. In Barry? Barry? Barry. It's in it's in Canada. Yep. Oh, it's Matt Levine. Okay. So yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So all right, going back to I mean, my bias is speaking towards Glenn. Um Yeah, they play together. Glenn is just I mean 
He's a solid player. I, I, I think I would lean there too. Yeah. It's interesting. We have like three teammates coming up. It's like Sean Robert Wheeler and Isidro teammates, and then Ketchup and Mike oh, yeah. are often teammates as well. So uh, Cedro Perez versus Sean Wheeler. I mean, I think Cedro is more talented. I think Sean is a smarter player. I think Cedro class just snatches the ball out of thin air. Yeah. I love watching Cedro play. I think he's one of the most talented players. His ability, I, how it, the release of his throw is crazy. How fast it gets out of his hands. It is insane. Yeah, it's that's the same catching ability. I think even when you're looking at the worlds, like he made the team both 2018 and 2019 for so just from looking from the new usa dodgeball organization you can mm -hmm. see how much how good he was and how much he even improved even more going into the 2019 usa dodgeball and seeing him on heat throughout the season i think also cedro is a more versatile player he can play on ball and off ball whereas mm -hmm. i feel like sean is not like, as good yeah. as he is on ball as he is off ball um so i would lean towards the cedro as well yeah i do think and, sean is a very strong player like you were saying when he's when he has a ball but mm -hmm. i do think that a cedro does favor the more playing off and ball. also in terms of all ball types cedro really good at foam really good at nosting mm -hmm. hates 8.5 but yet is still really still good really at good at it yeah, yeah. um whereas cedro like, do you like cloth no. I feel like actually like... Sean plays all balls. <laughs> I'll answer for him. I feel like they're both they're all really good at all ball types. I just think Asidro is a little bit better at all the ball all the ball types. Yeah. Well, Brody versus Cody. Ugh. Totally different styles of players. I mean, I just think Brody just constantly throws at Cody. Cody just dodges blocks. I think for me, Cody. I mean, I go back just... to watching him him in the 1v1 and how hard he is to hit and how quick the ball gets out of his hand once he makes you miss. Yeah. He's super impressive. Cody's also, he's got that, um, what's the word for like when you're playing and you're like, oh, I want to go, but you're like, no. Patience? Yeah, like the patience. Temperament. Of what it takes to be like a good player and be able to just be like, no, this is not my time this is what's best for my team. Cody also is, is sort of the model of what is the future of dodgeball players. You know, super athletic, super agile, uh, smaller body types, hard to hit, but still have a big arm. Whereas Brody is sort of a, you know, big arm, big target. Um, I don't think his elusiveness is as high uh, of, uh, as Cody's is. Yeah, so we so got in the chat. So Jeremy's saying Cody, Sergio's saying Cody, Markel's saying Brody. I think Cody. What does Andrew Ketchum say? He just says so proud. Oh, because Matt finally created an account to join Twitch. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there's no sting and foam, Cody, 8.5, Brody. So it comes down to cloth. Oh God, no! We're not going to count that. <laughs> I think if we're talking one v one, it's Cody. Yeah. yeah. So that leaves Ketchum and McGee. This is the age-old argument. Wouldn't I love to see this? Ketchum on the chat. Who do you think would win? 
So my East Coast bias comes out, and I, I root for Mike McGee, but that's just because I've now played with him and against him for the past whatever six years. I uh, and, uh, I'm trying to remember did did Anarchy play against Crisis last year? I know Crisis went uh, further than Anarchy. I think Crisis beat them rather. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm going at. So you have that. Um, you so have... with me, so if I look at two players, look at what kind of roles they play, I think Mike McGee is a fantastic player, but I think if you look at arm-wise, they're both strong arms, both great dodgers, but I think Ketchum has it over on catching I compared to Mike. I was going to say that's probably – my, my guess would be Ketchum just beats down Mike hits his target, just knocks the ball out of his hands, and it's a disarm or it's a it's a clutch catch out of nowhere. So I was kind of... Yeah. I agree with you, Jenny. I feel like... Yeah. This, I disagree, but I feel, uh, I'm being outvoted. I feel, well, so like if I compare... If I compare the two players and like you're saying, like basing on skills-wise, I think that... So Mike, Mikey can catch. I have seen him catch. I feel like Ketchum is a catcher and he's one of those that is a clutch catcher or um, what do you call it? Instantaneous catching. So like he would throw on the front line and then the ball that would come in on the counter, he'd be able to catch that. Whereas I haven't seen Mikey do that as much. Yeah, but when Ketchum makes those catches, he's catching me, not Mike McGee. You know, he's not making those catches against, those catches, those instantaneous catches aren't coming off a Mike McGee catch, off, off a Mike McGee throw. I think in a one on one situation, McGee, it's so much harder to hit than Ketchum is. That's what I was thinking, that comes, the disarm. That it comes down to, I mean, you're not disarming Mike McGee on a 1v1 throw. He's blocking well, all those balls. No, I think, be, I think he so could be overpowered. It would be this thing of like, okay, so if you're saying 1v1, are you saying 1v1 as in they're left on a on court. a court yeah. or in showdown? Because I think showdown, in showdown, count. I think Mikey would beat Ketchum, but a full court, I think Ketchum would beat Mikey. Yeah, we're doing 1v1 on, on a full court, another showdown cage fighting nonsense. Also, I believe Mike McGee threw harder than Ketchum did at the combine. Oh, boy, what have you done? So, just pointing the... <laughs> Don't you start you know, the I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong on the facts, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure Mike McGee ended up throwing the hardest ball at the combine. Somebody please uh, fat check this before uh, we get blown up on the chats. So, speaking of chats, um, Jeremy says... Well, Sergio says, uh, McGee is a smaller target, but Ketchum can hit his marks. I agree. This is when Ketchum is wanting to win. Uh, Jeremy Bizzle says, Mike is a monster, but got to go with catch. I've teamed up with him on more than one occasion, and once the tongue comes out, he means business. Sergio says, tongue's out, gun's out. And um, something about the radar game. Radar gun being lame. Um, he said true that McGee threw harder. Yeah. But the radar game is lame. The radar gun is lame. I'm still going with Ketchum. Jen, you with me still? I would go with Ketchum. All right. Well, I'm outvoted. I'm gonna stay with McGee. So that being said, me. that being said, so if we did this one v one, it's six to four. July wins. If yeah. we, so that's one way to look at it. If we do popular vote in the survey, which I think that's what we're gonna have to rely on this to be the tiebreaker because we can probably go back and forth all day. On the survey, the popular vote was that July would win mm. over April. I lean towards July as well. I just think it's a better team, a constructed team, and I think it's uh, got more leaders and more talent than April. 
Yeah. I think April is terrifying. I would hate to ref this. I would love to watch it, but I think it'd be great to watch going to the eaches. Um, obviously it's not going to end up like this, but one V ones, you have more wins in July than you do with, uh, with April. I'm just checking the comments for any more that we might've missed. Jenny said July. Yes. Well, even if I wanted April, I'm outvoted. So July it is. I think July that is the winner. If it, the winner. if it came to seven games and it, or if it was a six game, it was three, three, I think July would win. There you go. So July. Yeah. Poor Mark Hill. He's <laughs> like, well, come on guys. He's like, guys, you messed up my whole bracket. Oh, he, he was out anyway. And then somebody made an Eagles remark, which is hilarious. I forgot to mention that. All right. Well, the catchums even thing July now. Oh, well, psh, we got nothing to worry about then. My car is safe. But uh, low key, good for us, Justin, because we're also July as well. So <laughs> yeah, you're the coach and I'm the water boy. Yeah. Sergio is <laughs> also Team July. So, all right. Well, <laughs> that was fun. Um, so, July's first place, April 2nd. Bloody match. I'm sure it was fantastic and, is third. and epic. Yeah. And September was third. Uh, the only person that's upset about this is, uh, is Markel. So, <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> So, um, wow, that was, I know Wednesdays was supposed to be like mini so day, but that was definitely pretty, pretty long thorough, which I really enjoyed. Um, it was awesome having the engagement and participation in the chats. So if you partook in this, thank you so much for doing so. Um, but what we'll do now is end this segment here and go into women's in a separate episode. And, uh, yeah, so we'll see you in the next one. All right. So that was part one of the 2020 inaugural dodgeball birthday clash uh tournament run through or walk through or however you wanted to simulation however you want to put it uh, my goodness i was not expecting this much engagement and participation so thank you so much to everybody that participated gave us your hashtag team names um it was really fun um justin fantastic idea jenny thank you so much for for all the work that you put into getting all this data and putting it to something that we could speak to and pull up as we needed to. Cause as you can probably tell some of these team matchups were tough to talk through, but uh, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and, and end part one here and um, we'll get into women's in a separate part because uh, this will be a three hour episode. So if you are still with me, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Austin Deke's jokes yes. for part one <clears throat> is did you hear about the marble statue that left her husband? No. She was tired of being taken for granted. No. Oh, God. <laughs> the fact that I had to look at myself on the video for this just makes it <laughs> so much worse. Thanks, man. Thank you, Austin. I don't know if you're listening, but um, I appreciate that. But um, yeah, so I'll, I'll put that in part one.